listening to Spitball with Marcus Innuendo Bingo Henson. Hello and welcome to the week six episode of Spitball. I'm your host, Marcus Innuendo Bingo Henson. And unfortunately this week... Uh, the bullhawk has come down with a bad case of the man flu. Aww. So unfortunately, or madly enough, he's left the keys in my hands. So we'll see how this goes. But join me after this short break when we'll get straight into the action of week six. The Super Bowl is defined by spectacular plays. And those that have the longest staying power are often the longest runs. From time to time, for some teams, lightning strikes twice. He's gone! He's gone! Touchdown! He'll hand off to Smith. Timmy Smith from 58 yards! As time passes, those plays and players grow in stature. Throughout Super Bowl history, familiar faces have risen to the moment. Even if it means rising and running in the opposite direction. Another super stage on the verge of being set. Who will join them in a run for immortality? So let's get started with some quick fire action. Atlanta in New Orleans. We start our Thursday night game at NFC South between the Falcons and the Saints. Now Atlanta are looking to stay undefeated, while New Orleans were looking to continue their upward swing. DeFonte Freeman, though, had another big game with 100 yards rushing and a touchdown and 56 yards receiving in a touchdown. However, with the help of a block punt return for a touchdown early in the game, the Saints came away with a 31-21 win. Over now, we've got Cincinnati in Buffalo, and Buffalo took an early lead thanks to a big run from Shady McCoy, who made his return into action this week, and EJ Manuel capped off the drive with a superb two-yard run. Unfortunately, however, the Bengals found numerous ways to exploit that Bills defense, and they went on to beat the Bills comfortably, 34-21. Denver in Cleveland and another good battle here is the Broncos headed to the Cleveland Dog Pound again this week Denver's offense struggled to score a touchdown and Peyton Manning was intercepted three times by an okay Cleveland defense this game ended up being a lot closer than it should have been and somehow the Broncos snuck away with this in overtime 26-23 into Chicago now, Chicago versus Detroit, another overtime game here. As a game filled with offense, big plays, countless penalties, had neither team really deserving to win. Anyway, back to the game, and it remained a close throughout, with teams exchanging leads in the fourth quarter. Now, Detroit thought they had won it after a late touchdown, just 21 seconds on the clock, but Cutler found a way to get those Bears into field goal range and send that game to overtime. Now, both teams exchanged possessions in overtime, but the Lions managed to just sneak in that game-winning kick. Detroit 37, Chicago 34. Down south now, and Houston paid a visit to Jacksonville. And this game is about for the bottom of the AFC South, to be honest. It showed. This game was not pretty, except for a few exceptions, with some great catches by DeAndre Hopkins. Texas managed to stay ahead of the game and, and come out with a win and keep off the bottom of the division. Houston 31, Jacksonville 20. Kansas now went it up north to Minnesota. There's not much offense in this game, but we did see a big breakthrough game for the young Vikings receiver, Stefan Diggs, who had seven receptions for 129 yards. In the end, the absence of Jamal Charles for the Chiefs was the telling factor as Minnesota came away with the win, 16 points to 10. 
Washington in New York now, and the Redskins were without rookie running back Matt Jones this week, and that lack of depth for the position really limited their options in respect of game planning. Kirk Cousins didn't have a great game either, where on both sides of the ball, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Eric Decker, and Brandon Marshall are starting to develop a nice bit of chemistry, which keeps the Jet offense rocking and rolling. Jets went on to win this game 34-20 and moved to a 4-1 record. Arizona at Pittsburgh. Landry Jones stepped up to hold on to this win in his first ever NFC regular season game. Bad boy Martavius Bright came off his suspension to produce a spectacular game-winning touchdown. Pittsburgh just a little bit too classy today as they went on to win 25-13. Miami travelled to Tennessee now and post-Philburn Dolphins showed some guts and determinations as they look a little bit reborn down in Tennessee. That defense gave Mario a, a day to forget, and the Titans struggled in all three phases of the game, and it showed off with a devastating win. Miami 38, Tennessee 10. Carolina at Seattle now, and Lynch was beast moding again. However, Jonathan Stewart showed that he's got a little bit of beast mode himself. Cam Newton and Greg Olsen on a busted coverage to win a game in a great little play. Legion of Boone, more like Legion of Oops, more like. Uh, Carolina win this 27-13. San Diego travelled up north now to Green Bay and even 500 yards of offence by uh, Philip Rivers wasn't enough to win this uh, against the Acme Packers we saw today in their throwback kit. This close match went right down to the wire but Packers managed to hold on to the win and sit pretty at 6-0. Green Bay 27, San Diego 20. Baltimore travelled to sunny San Francisco and San Francisco struggled to find consistency in to try and get into the end zone, having to settle for a lot more field goals in this game. However, some big plays by uh, Kaepernick to Torrey Smith helped them see off a hard-fought Ravens team who has just seemed to be missing that gas as they come in late into the games. San Francisco wins this 25-20. to New England travelled now late on a Sunday to Indianapolis and under those Sunday night lights there was plenty of big plays and weird plays. Most predicted a one-sided affair but instead we got a very intensive, exciting game. An unsuccessful onside recovery at the end meant New England got to stay perfect on their season and take this win 34-27. Monday night will finish up now as the Giants travelled over to Philadelphia and a mistake invested first half left both teams looking for answers. But Philadelphia managed to find the way to make the right adjustments in the second half as the Giants hurt themselves with stupid penalties constantly throughout the night. It was a blowout in the end as Philadelphia won 27-7. Well, that about wraps up our action. Join us for the next section when we'll have our weekly thoughts and musings. Out, starts to run, he has knocked down. Here comes the rush. Heads left, they got him again. They sack him. This Super Mario, Mario Williams with his second sack of the That's game. what I'm talking about. Close the distance on them, then bang a move. Don't waste your time and get. That's how you get in the pressure. Good job. He dropped by Cam Newton from a well formed pocket. Anchors it end zone, and it's caught. Touchdown, Ted Ginn Jr. You having fun? That's what it's all about. Love it. Well, welcome back. And now, of course, we always like to spit ball here on Spitball. It's kind of in the show title, but it's just me spitting on my own this week. Aww. But still, Adri has sent me almost like a, a letters to the editor sort of letter. So he's got a couple of thoughts on his own that I'm going to squeeze in there. We're going to start off with one of my musings. And what is it with refs not knowing the rule book this week? I mean, we're not asking for perfection, but how about a little bit of consistency? I mean, you've got to think this is for the fans' benefit, especially those guys at the stadium. Great for us sitting at home watching Red Zone or whatever we're watching TV-wise when they can actually explain it and we have like the rules guy pumped in from New York. But when the, the ref on the field is literally going, having a review, getting back on the field and just saying, 
the court stands, confirmed, overturned, whatever it is, there needs to be some kind of explanation. Also, there needs to be some kind of consistency. I mean, we're looking at sort of examples, say, a couple of weeks ago or last year, where this rule did or did not take effect. And then this year, we're seeing effects of the step rule. I mean, the biggest one, of course, Golden takes one in Detroit, where he persists himself as a runner. So it's a touchdown where we've seen this before. They've got to find what is a runner, what is, you know, who, where, where's a guy got a ball, when hasn't he? Get, you know, when can you pop that ball out? Yeah, but. I'm not going to go too long onto this. Referees always get a lot of stick. You know what? I just think they're jealous trying to steal some of the limelight. You know what, guys? This is not your show. This is not your show. This is for the players. Stop trying to steal the limelight, guys. But another thought we're really not trying to think about this week is how teams are performing this year compared to last year. Some big standing differentiations, you know? One big one we were looking at. Jets currently sitting as a nice little 4-1 record. And you know what? I think they're probably going to make the playoffs. Or is this just down to an easy schedule? Um, it's got to be said that, of course, that AFC East, there's not a lot of competition there when you take regards to teams underperforming. It would look to be one of the most strongest divisions this year, and teams just seem to be flummoxing with divisional play. And I think that's really giving Jets the kudos to try and come in here and take advantage of teams not playing their potential. The biggest one, of course, being Miami, just looking completely jet-lagged in London. But of course, at the same time, you can only beat who's in front of you. So for the Jets... I have to sit there and go, they could be playoff bound because you know what? Like at some of the other divisions, West, okay, the Broncos have got that, but San Diego dropping to Green Bay, uh, Raiders, Chiefs not really hitting the full pedal. Uh, the South, and look how weak that is with Colts just propping up that top position, really. Uh, but then you've got the North where you've got Bengals and Pittsburgh, I see, coming out of, out of that one. Browns, Ravens, I think it's going to be difficult to come out of that. So, yeah, I can see them getting another that second wildcard slot. So, kudos to them. What's your opinion? We'd love to hear. Hey, guys, if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com. How about another team, though? This is one I really want to throw at you. How about the Seahawks being two and four this year? lost to Carolina at home. If they don't make the playoffs, I mean, what's the implications here? I mean, Coach Carroll, what with the kerfuffle last year in the Super Bowl, is the, the 12th man going to be that patient to give him another year to try and sort of reconciliate against that? They love their sport up in the Northwest. They are mad for it. Absolutely mad for it. And a fun one to finish off, Bills, man. We see some great sparks and we just see some complete and utter flat tyres from them at times. And I'd like to see some consistency. So speaking of that consistency, what do you guys think that their record's going to be at the end of the season? I mean, that's the big question for us. And we'd like to create a little bit of banter here. So if you guys want to give us your opinions. Hey, guys, if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can always tweet us at ballhawksnest. Or you can tweet me at Marcus underscore innuendo. Uh, we love to hear from you and we love to get some banter going backwards and forwards. But we're going to call the musings there. That's our two minute warning. Let's go. Next section. You got an orange peanut? Yeah. An orange peanut? Mm-hmm. For me? That's right. Oh, wow. An orange peanut? Well, I accept you. Welcome back, everybody. And we are at the part of the show where we like to announce this week's Impact Player. And we're going to get on to our... First, let's rock it up with our Impact Player. Because the great man is not here himself to actually announce this. He's going to go first out of respect. And Adri has gone for... Oh, this is a good one, actually. His Impact Player of the week is Carlos Dansby, the linebacker for Cleveland Browns. This is a great shout with six tackles, 
two interceptions, of course, the big one being the pick six that led them to that, that lead late in the game. Always made a play when he needed to, week in, week out. Really shown that he's a quality middle linebacker in that system. I think he really does suit that Brown system. I think, Adri, you've got a great shout there. So wherever you are at home nursing, nursing your man flu, listening into this, Mate, that's a great shout. My impact player. Sticking with the defensive side of the ball again, I've gone for Cameron Wake. Defensive end for Miami Dolphins. What a way to come back, guys. You've got rid of your head coach. You know what? The media is on your back. Not a great little holiday in London. What a way to start off the new Dolphins for this year. I mean, they had one sack coming in. This guy gets four sacks in one game, causing two forced fumbles, really gave Mariota a day he, he wishes he forgot. And at no point does he look comfortable. There was a couple as well of quarterback pressures, really, really affecting it. And it's a shame that it's taken like to week six for this to happen because he's a great player and he should do this more often. But those defensive-minded this week, it seems to be, and those two, Carl Stansby, Cameron Wake, you are our impact players. Now, impact players done. It's time to move on to those. And again, the great man himself, man fluitis himself, is going to go fast. Because you know what? When you're feeling down and ill, you need something to pick you up. And this will pick you up. How about the New Orleans Saints over the Colts? 60 to 40. Seven points or less, he's going for this one. And you know what? I like it. Saints on the up. Colts just barely treading water at the moment, so I can understand where he's going for that. We, we counted the Colts out last week thinking they get destroyed by the Patriots, so I think he's gone right here by keeping it nice and close. Myself, I've gone for a little bit of an upset, I think, this week. I think people are going to be um and ah about this one, but my is Jets at Patriots, and the Jets take a 60-40 swing. Say what? It's a 7-10 to 10 point win for this one. I think defense wins championships. I think with Edelman, that broken finger, I think that's going to affect him so that short passing route. I think Jets have got a great front seven to stop Dion Lewis and that running game. So I think this is probably going to be something nice and close. I mean, teams aren't going to reach the 30s in this one. Sort of nice little 21-14, somewhere like that, 27-20. I like that sort of score. But I like the upsets. I haven't got really any swings right this year, so I need one. But that is my swing. Spanhead Productions are a small independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spanheadproductions.com. Weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. I think we've come to the end of our show, guys. Flying solo. Woo! This show just flies by. But you know what? I want to say a big thank you to the guy wherever he is. Adri Ball Hulk Mallows. Get well soon. We need you back. Our producer, Mark Taylor from Spanhead Productions, who's going to wire this all together and put in all the great little sound bites as well. Remember, guys, we are downloadable on iTunes and our latest shows are rebroadcast on the Awake Radio Network. You can always get in touch with us. Just remember... Hey, guys, if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com. And a big special one this weekend because we are back in London International Series Take 2. Myself... 
Adri Abu is going to be around the events, Regent Street on the Saturday at the game, Wembley itself on Sunday. You know what? You want to get in touch with us, send us your photos. Hey, you want to meet us? Just give us a tweet at Ballhawks Nest. We love meeting fans. Always great. And us football fans, we all got to stick together, you know, guys? So we'd love to hear from you. Love to see you. But for that, guys, I think we're at the end. The final whistle is blown. And it's time to call it a day. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. <laughs>